Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The Fan. We have reached the final hour. It's 9.03 here on this Friday evening. It's JJ, John Jastrzemski. We're keeping you company right here on the Fang. Get aboard. Want to hear from you at 877-337-6666. And to help us get our fantasy rosters to where they need to be, we welcome in from FantasyPros.com, my good friend, the great Jason Katz, who is nice enough to join us. Jason, good evening. How are you? What's going on? Doing great. Looking forward to another nice week of football. You ain't kidding, Jason. Let's start here. Big news of the night, the return of Antonio Brown. And, you know, we wondered if you had him stashed on your roster last couple of weeks, wondering if he'd find his way back into the league. Well, we got our answer. Not this coming Sunday, not Monday night against the Giants, but a couple weeks from now, Brown will suit up for Tampa against the New Orleans Saints. Your initial reaction to what his fantasy value might be? My initial reaction was, and the team we shared, I'm glad I drafted him. That's brilliant managing by you, Jason. No surprise there. No surprise there. Do you think that Brown can get back to that wide receiver one that he was for so many years with the Pittsburgh Steelers? So I'm seeing a a lot of different reactions on Twitter. Obviously, some people are not pleased with him returning to the league. That's neither here nor there, obviously. We're looking at this from purely a fantasy perspective. There are many people who are like, okay, well, he hasn't played in pretty much two years. Uh, He's 32 years old. Well, what does he have left? Antonio Brown's skill set is one that translates very well into his 30s. He, He doesn't rely on raw athleticism. He's just a pure technical receiver. I always thought he could play at a high level into his age 33, 34, and 35 seasons. He's 32 years old. We last saw him, it was actually last season. He played that one game with the Patriots. He played 34% of the snaps and commanded eight targets. I fully believe that the Antonio Brown we're getting is the Antonio Brown we've seen for the past decade. It won't be in week nine. He's probably going to need a week or two to get acclimated. He'll play a small percentage of the snaps at first. But I think that down the stretch, we may very well get wide receiver one Antonio Brown. Wow. 
Juicy stuff right there. Okay, Jason, the other bit of big news that could have fantasy ramifications in the long term. My team, the Miami Dolphins, benching Ryan Fitzpatrick, going to Tua. You know how fired up I am about that. It's the right move long term. Forget about Fitz, who was putting up some really good QB1 numbers. For Devontae Parker, for Gesicki, for Preston Williams, how do you see this shaking out with the Dolphins now with a new quarterback? It's impossible to know. What we do know is that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a pure gunslinger. He's not afraid to take shots. He's not afraid to air it out. How will they handle Tua as a rookie making his first start? Uh, Will they treat him with kid gloves? It's really impossible to say. You have to think, uh, at least in theory, Tua should be better than Fitzpatrick. Does that necessarily mean he'll be better for fantasy? I don't know. We look at what happened in, in Tampa with Tom Brady. Has Tom Brady been better for fantasy than Jameis Winston? No, he hasn't. But he's obviously a much better quarterback. Do we see something similar in, in Miami? Maybe. I wish I had a definitive answer, but I, I think that I'm going to default with uh, if, if Tua is as good as he was scouted to be, as we believe he's going to be, then this has to be at least a slight improvement for all parties involved. Okay, Jason, New Orleans, no Michael Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. I was talking about this a few minutes ago. I love Carolina here in this particular game. But from a fantasy standpoint, where exactly is Drew Brees going to be throwing the football on Sunday aside from Alvin Kamara? I mean, the the short answer is Alvin Kamara is going to get about 30 targets. But the longer answer is you have to think that maybe Jared Cook actually plays a higher percentage of the snaps he, uh, I know he missed one game with an injury. He came back. He only had three targets in the last game he played. He's seeding snaps to uh, to Josh Hill, I believe. I'm not really sure why Cook isn't their every down tight end anymore. I'm not sure why he's kind of been phased out of the offense. But how many receivers are on this team that Drew Brees can really trust? We know that uh, Traquan Smith has stepped up a bit when Michael Thomas missed, missed some games, but uh, he doesn't seem to be a priority on the team. And quite frankly, I don't think he's that good. He had that two-touchdown game back in week four, but other than that, it's been a really a whole lot of nothing from him. Marcus Callaway, Deontay Harris, what is there? You have to think that Breeze will go with a guy that he trusts has had with him for a couple of years in Jared Cook, but it could just be a lot of Kamara and a lot of running. We got my main man, Jason Katz, over at FantasyPros.com as we try to get you ready for Week 7 across the board in the NFL. Uh, Jason, one more before we get to your matchups of the week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, what do you expect out of him this week specifically? Forget about what we think, you know, overarching long-term. We did that last week. Against Denver, first game in a Chief uniform with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming off his big game last week. Do you think Le'Veon Bell is a guy that you'd feel comfortable starting in his first game in a Chief uniform? Absolutely not. There's no consideration to starting Le'Veon Bell. This this could range anywhere from him not being active because he doesn't he's not up to speed yet. Although I do think, based on any Reed's recent comments, he's going to at least be active. This this could be a situation where Le'Veon Bell is in there for maybe a handful of snaps at best, just to kind of get his feet wet after having. Uh, not played with the Chiefs at all, and you know, he missed three weeks with the hamstring injury, came back, played one game for the Jets, and he took uh, last week off with the Chiefs. So he hasn't really played much football over the past two months. They could just want to get him a little bit of action, but not too much. I think that we're going to see at least one more week of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as the primary guy. Le'Veon Bell should be nowhere near your lineups. All right, Jason, now it's time, my friend. Matchups of the week. Let's start with quarterback. Who's your guy? Going with the rookie, Justin Herbert. 
I think he still might be viewed as somewhat of a streamer. I saw on ESPN people that they were advising, like, you should pick up Justin Herbert. Who's picking up Justin Herbert? You should already have Justin Herbert. He's an every-week QB1. He scored over 22 fantasy points in three of his, of his four starts. The Jaguars have allowed the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Justin Herbert is, is a great play this week. You're in on Justin Herbert. Who are you avoiding at quarterback? It's funny because I was avoiding this guy before his receiving core fell apart, but it's Drew Brees. I know the Saints are coming off a bye, but Brees has not looked like the old Brees. Defenders have allowed the six most fantasy points to running back. They're a bit of a run funnel defense. The Saints are home favorites. I feel like this could be a heavy Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray game where Breeze isn't asked to do too much. I know that now with him not having Manny Sanders, not having Michael Thomas, that throws a wrench into things. If anything, that only makes my previous argument even stronger. I'm going to fade Drew Breeze this week. You're going to fade Drew Breeze. I got no problem with that. Now as we move to running back, Jason, don't give me Kamara. We know that's too easy. But a running back that you would be all over come Sunday or Monday. I'm actually going to give you two here. First, I want to go double up on the Chargers with Justin Jackson. It's pick on the Jaguars week. In the first Seriously, the- you were like going against the Jaguars every which way you can here. It's the first game of the post Austin in the first game of the post Austin Eckler era. Justin Jackson played sixty percent of the snaps. He touched the ball twenty times. He's the guy. It's not Josh Kelly. The Jaguars just allowed DeAndre Swift to run all over them, one hundred sixteen yards on fourteen carries. They allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, I like the ja- I like Justin Jackson this week. My sneaky under the radar play that I'm adding as a bonus this week is Jermichael Hasty. The, uh, the rookie in San Francisco, uh, after Raheem Mostert got hurt last week, we saw a lot of Jarek McKinnon. And then in the fourth quarter, it was hasty down the stretch with about eight or nine carries. I actually think he's going to play about 40% of the snaps this week, and he might out-carry Jarek McKinnon. How about that? As I pick up hasty right now as we speak, wide receiver, Jason. Actually, before we get to wide receiver, let's not have a brain fart here. Running back to avoid. Running back to avoid. Kenyon Drake. 20 carries for a buck 64 and two touchdowns last week. Drake so you back. are not buying the Kenyon Drake renaissance after he torched your Cowboys? I am absolutely not buying this because he was torching the Cowboys at one of the worst defenses we've ever, we've ever seen. I'm not buying the anomaly. He had 19 carries for 95 yards and one touchdown before a garbage time breakaway score. Most disconcerting was the fact that he didn't catch a single pass last week. I think he's got like five or six targets in the season. The Cardinals will have to be much more efficient through the air to keep up with the Seahawks. It's going to be Chase Evans this week, not Kenyon Drake. Fair enough. We got Jason Katz over at FantasyPros.com. Jason, wide receiver time, my brother. Who is the guy this week that will be lighting up the scoreboard? It's Debo Samuel. Yeah, he, uh, he looks really I like fun. that you're nailing guys that I own, by the way. That's <laughs> always a good sign when Debo Samuel is on your fantasy team and he's your must-play of the week. That's, that's encouraging, Jason. I mean, I love what I saw last week. He, he played over 80% of the snaps the last two weeks. He caught all six of the targets last week. He had one of those little uh, Jet Creek shovel passes for a touchdown. The 49ers are manufacturing touches for him. Uh, he's back to being their wide receiver one. And you got to think that Bill Belichick is going to try and erase George Kittle, which means a whole lot more of Debo Samuel. The wide receiver that will not be lighting up the scoreboard. There's got to be one, Jason. Who's it going to be? It's a whole group. It's the Rams wide receivers. Wow, so you're lumping them together. Anybody who wears an L.A. Ram uniform, poised wide receiver, you're avoiding. There's a couple of reasons for this. First of all, they're a touchdown home favorites, which kind of surprised me, given that Jared Goff has been awful in his two career starts against the Bears. He's thrown for a total of 353 yards and no touchdowns with five interceptions. The Bears allow the six fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, I've got to think the Rams are going to try and run the ball. Again, Tom McVay hates calling pass plays. And the Bears are definitely a run-funnel defense with how good they've been against the pass. 
I don't want anything to do with Rams wide receivers. And as, ad, adding uh, injury to insult is uh, uh, Woods popped up in the injury report today with the, with the groin issue. So we'll see how that plays out. But if he plays, I don't, I don't want to start him if I can avoid it. All right, Jason, got a couple of start-sick questions before we say goodbye. Let's start with running backs. Izzy sends me a tweet. Adrian Peterson, the Angels won. They're still playing for the Lions. Lost some burn with DeAndre Swift emerging. AP or Philip Lindsay against Kansas City? Who are you starting this week? I haven't heard anything going on with Melvin Gordon. So by all, by all accounts, I'm going to assume he's playing this week. In which case, Lindsay goes back to his, his bench role. With that being said, we got to figure the Broncos are going to have to do a lot more scoring. Maybe involve both running backs. Uh, with Peterson against Atlanta, that's a great matchup. And it's, it's worth noting that he still had 15 carries last week, but he did play just 35% of the snaps. Peterson is just really, really one-dimensional. He's not catching any passes, whereas Lindsey at least can help in that department. I think I'm going to go with, with Lindsey if you're chasing stealing, although AP is just a safe, like, six-point floor if you only need that. Jason, final one. It involves one of your must-plays of the week, but this gentleman who sent me a message has the option of starting a quarterback, and it will hit home to a whole lot of people listening because he could go with Debo Samuel, he also could go with Sam Donald against the Buffalo Bills. Would you dare start Sam Donald first game back off the injury? All right, here's the thing. It's really hard to ever advocate starting Sam Donald, but we're obviously talking about a super flex league. And generally, you always, always favor the quarterback. Debo Samuel, while I love him this week, he's still a wide receiver. If he has a, a, a strong game, we're looking at you know, a handful of catches, a few yards, and he gets you 15 fantasy points. It doesn't take much for Donald to get there. Even if Donald throws just one touchdown and like 200 yards, he's looking at like 12 fantasy points right there. It just It's so much easier for quarterbacks to accumulate points. I, can, I can't go with the wide receiver over the quarterback, even if it is Sam Donald. Jason Katz, FantasyPros.com. He joins us each and every football Friday right here on The Fan. Jason, appreciate the time. And for anybody who has those last-minute fantasy questions and needs your help and needs your advice, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm always on Twitter at JasonCat13. Happy to answer as many start sit questions as I get. Jason, job well done. We'll chat next Friday, okay? Look forward to it. Good stuff there from Jason Katz. And right now, the Los Angeles Dodgers are pouring it on against Charlie Morton and the Tampa Bay Rays. It is 5 nothing Los Angeles in the top half of the third inning. Mookie Betts just got on, stole second base. Now, that was a big topic of conversation. CC Sabati, I know, had comments saying that he believes Mookie Betts, at this point in time, is the best player in all of baseball. I'm not willing to go that far. Now, I think Betts top five player. I think the Red Sox were out of their minds for trading him away because they had to cut payroll. A team with their resources, a team with their history to trade away. A guy who could have been an outfielder for them for, you know, a decade plus. That was a monumental mistake. Trout is still the best player in baseball. The problem is Mike Trout cannot showcase his abilities and showcase his talents the way Mookie Betts has been able to. I mean, Betts has been on great teams. Boston and now with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So to me, it's just impossible to compare. Five nothing Dodgers, bottom half of the fourth inning. We got a lot more calls to get to. We'll get back to the Giants who are reeling after a heartbreaking loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Darnold back for the Jets. 
and whether or not that actually can give you a better chance to win. I would hope so. No way to go but up. Got a lot more he calls at 877-337-6666. It's JJ, Challenge Yastrzemski. We're right here on The Fat. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.